how great the situation is you can see in the visuals that have been running on your screens and you can also see some as i talk on your screen now so there are trucks filled with young people flaunting automatic rifles right ak-47s and stuff like that these claim to be volunteers or quote-unquote insurgents or whatever or fighters of the cookie insurgent organizations. Cookies are a bunch of tribes. Cookies are a well-known tribe, members of which are found in most states of the Northeast. In fact, in all states of the Northeast, except in Arunachal Pradesh, all states of the Northeast and Myanmar as well. They are also very diverse tribes. There is a whole bunch of cookie tribes, so it depends on how you count them. If you collect all the tribes, then you might say cookies would be about 10% of Manipur's population. Manipur's population is not that much. The population is about 34 lakhs. That's an estimate because the population was 28.55 lakhs in the 2011 census. So cookies may be at the most at the most a couple of lakh people, maybe less, maybe three lakh people. Again, again, if I combine all the tribes and sub-tribes, which some people may call cookies, some people may not. So, but the cookie organizations have also been indulging in insurgent activity for some time. In 2005 though, they signed a suspension of operations agreement with the army. Then, then they formalized it with Manmohan Singh government. Lately, they've been very restless and that's why on 10th of March, Manipur government had suspended. They had withdrawn that suspension of operations saying that, look, now we reserve the right to act against you. So, cookie tribals are the ones who are leading a lot of the action, quote-unquote, action on the ground. You've seen buildings being burned. You've seen the story of an MLA, mobs going into an MLA's house, nearly lynching him. Hope he recovers fast. These are really terrible, terrible pictures coming out of Manipur, out of Imphal. Imphal is the capital of Manipur. Again, if you want to understand Manipur, you have to understand several things first. First of all, you have to understand demographics. Demographic, demography of Manipur, very important. Geography of Manipur, right? And a little bit of history because unless you do that, you cannot understand what's going on. Nor can we understand why should we bother about Manipur. 53% of the population is Methi. Now, these are plains people. They live in the valley. They are not tribal. They don't get benefits of reservation. Also, other protections that tribal communities get in terms of outsiders not being able to do businesses there. Protections for their language, protection for their culture, etc. Tribal districts of Manipur have all those protections. But the Methis don't. Now, Methis have been agitating to get tribal status. They say all the people who live in the mountains, tribal people, they get the benefit of being scheduled tribe, of reservations in jobs, in admissions, but also protections for their culture, their land, their language, etc. We are being denied that. We are similar people. We are equally backward people and we also need protection. So they've been campaigning for it for a long time. Now, that did not happen all this while because as I understand that when this started, in the late 40s, early 50s, there were also many among Metis, particularly Methi elites, who said, look, why should we be scheduled tribes? We are more developed people already, more developed compared to the tribals. So why should we? They were too proud to seek the tribal status. But as tribals have grown, as tribals have become more developed and they are getting jobs all over the country, you can find them all over the country, there is a greater demand, a stronger demand among the Metis to also get tribal status. Now, some Methi petitioners went to Manipur High Court. They went to Manipur High Court 
asking the high court to instruct or give directions to the state government to make a pitch with the central government particularly the ministry of tribal welfare affairs in new delhi to get scheduled tribe status for the metis on 27th of march a single judge bench of manipur high court gave those instructions to manipur government and also said do this within 4 weeks now first of all i find it odd as to why should a high court have given such instructions to a state government is it within the high court's remit and it's possible that this will be set aside by the supreme court but you know what this has now become a big political issue because tribals are angry tribals of manipur are angry and they are the ones protesting and they are saying if the majority community which is mostly hindu and muslim mostly hindu a few muslim but mostly hindu if they also get the scheduled tribe status then the opportunity which is reserved for us tribals will go to them also and these people in any case are more developed their language is already a part of the eight schedule so manipuri language is formally recognized as a language nationally so they have these protections already they are the elites they rule the state they have the political power why do they deserve the scheduled tribe status and if they get that status we'll have to share the reservation pie with them so the tribals will not be happy if this goes forward they will they'll be angry and how angry they are you can see right, right now in the trouble that has broken out the metis on the other hand now that the high court has given this instruction if tomorrow the supreme court were to set it aside or if the center were to lean on the state government not to follow the high court's orders or do anything then the metis are going to be unhappy so overall this has now become a perfect storm in the state of manipur in the tiny state of manipur tiny beautiful diverse state of manipur with a population of less than 35 lakh if you look at the demographics of manipur it's fascinating 53% about 53 to 54% again again these are not precise counts also because all we have to rely on is the 2011 census so about 53 to 54% some people say less there are many arguments some people say maybe it's now become 51 or 49 because tribal population is growing faster than methi population but i would say let's go by the figures that we have and extrapolate them so 53 to 54% of the population is methi of meth of the methi stock so ethnic methis are mostly hindus who live in the valley so if you look at manipur again again look at the map of manipur manipur is a sizable state it's not a small state geographically it's a sizable state only about 10% or little over 10% of it is the imphal valley that's where it's in that valley that nearly 60% of the population lives right in the remaining 90% area which is which is mountainous and which is which has far flung hamlets and small and, and lots of villages and very small towns if at all that is where about 40% of the population lives that population that lives in the mountains is almost entirely tribal the population that lives in the valley is predominantly predominantly non tribal which means methis so methis are about 53 54% methis are also politically the most powerful the most important most chief ministers in manipur for example are methi of the 60 mlas in manipur in manipur assembly about 40 tend to be methis 20 tribal so it also so happens that for the past 20 years or 30 years or so i would say going back to 30 years tribals have also felt a greater sense of loss of power because in the past particularly in the congress era 
tribals did become chief ministers of the state. For example, Rishan Kishing, who was Congress Party's stalwart in the Northeast, he was a tribal. He was a Tankul tribal from Mukrul. Tankul, by the way, is the same tribe from which Tongaleng Moiba comes, the founder and leader of National Socialist Council of Nagaland, the only only Naga insurgent group of any credible size, which is still which is still negotiating with government of India and which still commands some authority, not just in, in the Naga districts of Manipur, but but in Nagaland as well. So Tankul Nagas would be just over two lakhs in a total population of about 33 to 35 lakhs in Manipur. It is they who've had chief ministers in Manipur earlier, in Imphal earlier. That loss of power by the tribals has been accentuated over the past couple of decades and particularly so after the rise of the BJP. Now, Metis have the political power, 54% Metis. And then if you look at the tribals, there are 35 distinct tribes in Manipur. Once again, and you will see the list on your screens. And once again, there will be disputes and arguments about which tribe belongs to which larger community or which larger group. Is this part of the larger Naga group? In Manipur, in fact, you will find funny definitions or odd definitions like any Naga tribes, any Kuki tribes like that, any Mizo tribes, right? Because these are sub-tribes. Each one is distinctive, but you can put them in some groupings. But once again, there are disputes and arguments about where these, which groupings does each one go into. So you see these 35 tribes. Of these 35 tribes, broadly, if about 53% are Metis, Metis are mostly Hindus, but not all Hindus. 53% Metis, but about 8.5% of Manipur's population is also Muslim. Who are these Muslims? These are also Metis. These are also of Metis stock. But they are Muslim, they are mostly Sunni Muslims of the Hanafi order. They also have a local description, a local name. They are called Meti Pangals. Pangal, as I understand, at least from the times when I used to travel in those parts, which was a long time back, between 1981 and 83, when I covered the Northeast, they are called Meti Pangals. And Pangal is a kind of something that, that developed out of the word Bangal, because these populations also became Muslim under Bengali influence. So that is what that, that is what the belief and that, that is what the history is. So Metis 53%, tribals are about 40%. The total population, 24% are the various Naga tribes and sub-tribes, and 16% are the various Mizo tribes. Now you can call them Mizo tribes, cookies are also part of that, or you can call them Kuki, Mizo. Chin tribes, you can call them Zomi tribes, but you know, for simplicity, we call them Chin, Kuki, Mizo tribes. Once again, look at the religious split in Manipur. It's a dead heat. 41% Hindu, that's almost all Methi. 41% Christian, right? That's almost all tribal. About 8.5% or so Muslim. Then you will say, who are the remaining 10%? Now, I told you, the fascinating thing about Manipur is it is its demographics. And unless you understand the demographics of a small state in terms of population, a small but vital and fascinating state, you cannot understand that state because you cannot apply any formula. So if you say 41% Hindu, 41% Christian, that is 82, about 8% Muslim, about 90, who are the rest? Who are the remaining 10%? So if you look at the remaining 10% of that, another 8% or so, or about 7.5 to 
is a distinctive community called Methi Sanamahis. Now, Methi Sanamahis, it's a large population, about 8% of the total population of Manipur. That's almost one and a half lakh people. Methi Sanamahis are the pre-Hindu Methis. So, Methis of Manipur formally became Hindu in 1704. When their ruler then, his name then was Chirai Rongba, he converted and he gave himself or adopted a Hindu name. So, King Chirai Rongba became Pitambar Singh. That is when he formally became Hindu and most of the population also became Hindu. Before that, population followed a way of worship called Sanamahism, which is the worship of the sun, worship of ancestors, worship of other such objects, worship even of forest groves. So there would be many who would today say that, look, what's the difference between this and Hinduism? In Hinduism also, it's polytheistic. You can worship anybody or any object. Similarly, Sanamahism is also polytheistic. But in any case, they are now distinctive. They see themselves as a distinctive faith. Manipur Assembly and Manipur government in the past have passed orders and passed resolutions saying that this is a distinctive faith. They've also been given a special code. So in censuses, etc., they can be listed as a, as a small minority as well. So it is in this complexity, in this complex situation that this trouble is broken out. And so difficult has this situation begun because Manipur has a history of many insurgencies. It has had a history of tribal insurgencies. It has a history of Methi insurgencies. In fact, the strongest insurgency in Manipur, if at all, was by a group called PLA, People's Liberation Army. That was a Methi insurgency. And that was led by a man called N. Bisheshwar Singh, Namir Akpam, Bisheshwar Singh. There was another group, Methi group, called Prepak, People's Revolutionary Party of Kangli Park. Now, Kangli Park is the ancient Manipuri name or the original Manipuri name for Manipuri language name or Methi name for the state of Manipur. So, Prepak wanted to restore the old original entity of Manipur as an independent state. And PLA, on the other hand, PLA, the founder and the main cadres of PLA were trained by the Chinese in Tibet and Myanmar and in what used to be East Pakistan then. They wanted to create a revolutionary independent sovereign state of Manipur. These were two strong insurgencies. And this while in the mountains, most hill tribes had their own groups. So the Nagas, there are two major Naga groups, the Tankuls and the Maus of Senapati district. Most of them, Tankuls in particular, they were caught up with the Naga insurgency of the neighboring Nagaland. Whereas some of the Mizo groups and Kuki groups, they formed their own insurgent groups. There was no shortage of weapons there because any amount of weapons can come in from Myanmar. And also there is a lot of drug cultivation, poppy cultivation. There is a lot, there is a lot of drug running. So between drug running, gun running, etc. It's, it's very easy to set up an insurgent group of a couple of hundred people. In fact, it doesn't even take a couple of hundred people. Maybe a few scores of people can also create quite a mayhem. We had seen in 2021, November 2021, totally non-entity insurgent groups, each one having not more than 30, 40, 50 followers. They had carried out an ambush in which a commandant of the Assam Rifles was killed along with others in his convoy. 